episode 93 of Friends of Film a Podcast, Ghost Face Movie News, and Theatrical Releases. On this episode, we'll cover New Mutants' new trailer, Creed 2's director, Gambit's release date, and more after we break down the new trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Hood. Once again, Joe Man, who has watched The Last Jedi trailer many, many times. Josh Straley. And it's it's so powerful every time I watch it. Even when I'm like going analytical uh-huh. on it, you know, right for this episode today, uh it's just kind of like, oh man. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, there, there's a lot there. And I mean, it, it it has been a struggle to wait this long because we're recording on Sunday, and so the trailer's been out for six days, and to not be able to talk about it. <laughs> like in any sort of like actual discussion yet yeah. has been, has been hard. Um, but that is what we're going to be doing and spending the majority of the podcast doing today is breaking down the new trailer for the last Jedi. Sweet. And even though we had to wait longer, maybe we had the benefit of being able to kind of parse through it more than any other people who did immediate reactions or immediate analysis. We had a week to come through it, figure everything out. Maybe <laughs> uh, probably some still stuff we'd missed, but just to start it all off, what words? What what is the one word you would use to describe this trailer? Misdirection. That's exactly what I had. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's. I can I can I go? Can yeah. I go now. Okay. Yeah. It's. I think it's a masterclass in editing a movie to give you all of the emotion that it's probably gonna like you know give to you or mm-hmm. bring out on you, but do it in a way that doesn't spoil a single moment. Right. I mean. I think there are some scenes that I'm like, okay, I can, I can, I, I think I know where that's going to take place yeah, and that can lead me into how I think the movie's going to play out. But I do agree that it's, it's very much just a misdirection trailer that it shows you a lot, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. And right. I think the beauty of that is it gives us a ton of talking points that we're going to talk about for the next you know hour probably. Um, but it also, it doesn't actually give us a lot of concrete detail. It sets up a lot of themes and yep. I think what the movie's going to be about overall, but it doesn't actually tell us here's how it's going to go yes. from point A to point B, mm-hmm. um, which I think is great. And I, yeah, like you said, great use of editing from Ryan Johnson and the crew. Yeah, absolutely. So the way we're going to do this uh, today, I mean, we'll get, we're going to do a scene progression and breaking it down um, basically frame by frame. Okay. Uh, but before we get into that, just do you have any other overall thoughts on the trailer? How it made you feel, how it made you react your, your instant uh, emotions watching it. I wasn't buoyant as much as I, when I was watching this. Okay. I, you, you, the Force Awakens trailers and the film itself was like capturing me, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and be like, "This is Star Wars." But this is like, oh, geez, what's happening with my favorites? Like, <laughs> right. what's going on with what's going on with Finn, Poe, and Ray? Why is everything you know so chaotic? Mm-hmm. And you know, um, it it grabs you. Uh, back into to the galaxy far, far away. Yeah, like for for me, it was something where I mean, we were everybody was looking forward to this trailer, yeah. but it deli- it over delivered on what I thought I was gonna get. I thought I was gonna get a mm-hmm. a JJ Abrams style vagueness to it, where we kind of got that, but it also gave us plenty of scenes where you're like, oh, oh, wait, what what's happening here? Yeah. And like it catches you off guard and. Um, I'm excited to talk about a lot of those moments uh, in the next couple of minutes here. But uh, for the trailer itself, it starts off pretty simply. Yeah. We get Kylo overlooking the First Order um, factory, basically. there's You can see all the machinery being built, their weapons, mm-hmm. um, the lines of, st- of uh, stormtroopers they have out there. But 
other than that, there's not really much to go on uh, no. for the first couple of scenes. We see that. Then we see the ATMC sixes on crate. Uh, beautiful shot. Then we see uh, Kylo and the troopers walking from an overhead shot. I believe that's through crate as well um, because of the red and white um, yeah. coverings of the ground. Mm-hmm. And then we see Kylo and Snoke's um, and Snoke's red room is what I'm calling it. I don't know if what the official name is for his his room but it's yeah. very red <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's his inner sanctum his yeah. chamber for sure and like i love i love that shot because it's just like the contrast between the red and the black i thought it was great right. well yeah that's also the scene with him snatching the lightsaber as yes. well right yes okay. um but really i think because those scenes are so vague the the point over that period of the trailer is really the voiceover mm-hmm. which is coming from snoke and he yeah. says when i found you i saw raw untamed power and beyond that something truly special yes and what do you think is uh going on in this voiceover super sinister might i add too yeah. it's not just like hey you know like like hey kid like yeah. I, when i saw you back there no um he is it sounds like a pep talk mm-hmm. i mean so the sort of these first frames Look like the nursing of wombs. Okay. Kylo's ego is fractured in probably a ton of ways, and it's goading to complete his training. Mm-hmm. So I, that that was my extension. Okay. Of it. But um, raw, untamed power. Like that's a that's a, that's a really good line to describe. Uh, you know what he sees in assume. You know, you're assuming Kylo. it's Kylo. Assuming it's Kylo. It's, I think it's Ray. Yeah. You know, like I I don't know what the point of this part is right i think it probably connects to one of the other other uh, lines of voiceover that snoke has in the trailer that we'll get to eventually but i think this is him talking about snoke because when you compare what he says in this line to a line that luke says they both use uh raw strength in it as a description and luke is clearly talking to ray he doesn't necessarily say it's about ray when he says it but i think this is part of a scene where snoke and ray have crossed paths how and when not sure exactly but i think this is part of snoke pulling at ray to turn away from the light side and maybe not even turn away from him because maybe mm-hmm. she never even embraced it yeah it's really just about her him trying to seduce her over to his side because maybe she's the most powerful ever yeah, I mean, there's there's so much we don't know about our characters yet mm-hmm. where the backstory is just, you know, could be filled endlessly with these things. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, that theory like was like the first one that I kind of like thought about mm-hmm. where it's like, is he, is he speaking to like, you know, Kylo? I mean, just yeah. because that frame is there doesn't mean, you know, anything to do with it. Well, and it, his voiceover ends with the, the snap to Ray then of her ignited the lightsaber right. that's right after the voice of Renz and saying that this is something truly special. So, I mean, we've seen Ray, I mean, and nothing to take away from Kylo. Kylo has, you know, shown significant force abilities as well, but we've seen Ray quickly be able to access and control the force. Unlike really anybody we've seen before. Yeah. And I think maybe this feeds into theories that Snoke previously found Ray Maybe he's the one that put her on Jakku, or maybe somebody put her on Jakku to keep her away from Snoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think there's a lot of implications there that you know I think are are very cool to to go through, and uh, hopefully we'll find out more in the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> uh, 
But I mean, after that, we see uh, the shot a lot of people have been waiting to see. We get to see Luke finally accepting the lightsaber, mm-hmm. his lightsaber that last uh, he had. He lost his arm, right. and to see the robotic hand get it back, I think, is uh, another one of those powerful moments. Right. It's, just, it's it's an iconic shot, I think, that'll live beyond the film itself, is him, yeah, accepting back his old weapon mm-hmm. from a time like where he was like the young, naive, powerful Jedi right. you know, on, 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 the, on the block. Well, and even then, we get the other shot of him standing there on Octo, holding it with both hands and he doesn't he doesn't look thrilled <laughs> no yeah he yeah he, he bewildered to say the least yes and we won't know exactly what his feelings are as that scene plays out because you know um luke is connected to the universe of the force and so there's all sorts of you know yeah i, I don't know what's going on in his head and, and you know it was we'll talk a little bit later in this trailer i still don't know what's going on yeah. in his head and uh, that is the thing that's going to blow me away the most. Who is Luke Skywalker now? Right. Today. I, I mean, I think that's, that's, a, I mean, that's obviously a huge part of the movie. We've heard Kathleen Kennedy say Luke is very much a big part of this movie. And I think, you know, like they said that Han, that the force awakens was Han's movie. Episode eight is Luke's movie. And that episode nine was going to be Leia's movie. Yeah. Um, how they figure that out now after Carrie Fisher's passing is unclear, but I think we're definitely going to get a heavy dose of Luke figure out what he's been through this entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we see other shots later on of more of the destruction of uh, his Jedi training Academy thing. And yeah. um, I think, you know, any confrontation that he would ha- possibly have with Kylo in this movie, they haven't alluded to that at all, but I've, I have to think that's going to be there and bring up those old wounds and everything. Right. See, the thing about this trailer too, is when I said misdirection is because no, all of these frames, because they're side by side, mm-hmm. and they seem to have some kind of continuity to them, and they seem to relate to what characters have said previously, uh, especially with that other trailer serving as context for yeah. it, especially with his animosity for the Jedi yes. that gets laid out there. Um, you think he could be speaking to Ray, but he in some parts of this film, I, you think he could be speaking. You think he has like two other lines here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he has he has two lines in the trailer. Yeah, the, his other line though, which could go to Ray, but also could be spoken to a confrontation with Kylo, yep. with Snoke, with Phasma. Right. I, it just like I, I don't know how it's gonna all lay out. Yeah. Uh, so after we see Luke finally getting his lightsaber back, we see parts of what looks like Ray on a solo mission. Of maybe it's after Luke has pushed her aside and's like, you know, he says the Jedi must end. And basically it's like, I'm not going to train you. Mm-hmm. And so then she's looks like she's on her own. She's walking through this very foggy part of maybe it's Octo. Maybe it's a different planet altogether. Um, but we see her approaching what a lot of people believe is a force tree. And then inside of that is that bookshelf we saw in the first trailer. And we know now that it is Ray who comes across those books. So, I mean, do you think she's? Do you think we're gonna get like a reading montage of Ray just like chilling, reading all these old Jedi books and learning about you know the old code and seeing maybe how it's not the greatest? We're yeah. Well, someone's reading a book. I mean, we've got that as shot established mm-hmm. from the first. Uh, like that's a part of it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Octo is to be explored, kind of like Dagobah was, yeah. and I think that's. That's a clear line and to it's, make I mean, a connection with. Even that shot is—I mean, it looks just like Dagobah, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's—it's the fog is mystery, and yeah. that's—and not just any kind of mystery, some kind of um, uh, 
metaphysical thing, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what the force kind of like, you know, is. So, uh, yeah, but as for what the books have to say, I don't, I mean, I would be blown away if Luke hadn't found those books before. I, I think that's what I, I wonder if he, I think he has. And then somewhere in those books throughout his journey and trying to better understand the Jedi code and better understand how to use the force, maybe he came across, you know, some old Jedi principles. And he's just like, wait, Jedi can't be married. Yeah. You can't, you know, do all these other things like that. That doesn't seem the, like the right way to use the force and to operate. So I think the Jedi are wrong. And maybe that's what leads him to that you know, conclusion where he, where Ray comes back to him and wants him to, wants her to train him or wants him to train her. Then he's just like, no, like I've, I've read all this stuff. The Jedi were not as good as everybody thinks they were. And, that order needs to stop. Yeah. And I'm not going to help continue it on. It's he, Mark Hamill is just sounding so cynical with his portrayal in this mm-hmm. that I don't like, I could see Luke genuinely being like trying to help like him, not actually trying to cast Ray aside, but just being like, this is, this is how it has to be type of a deal and either get with it or get over, you know, get on with it or yeah. get out of here. But uh, he, it certainly could be that, yeah, I mean, he just, he wants to change things and that's why mm-hmm. he's being so aggressive or he's like, you know, he's gone Yoda only just with no hope, whatever, like, <laughs> right. you know, all just drained out of him and it's impossible to figure out what he's thinking. Yeah. Least, I mean, I love that idea though, mm-hmm. especially that, um, because they talk about that balance in that first trailer yes. and so you have to find the balance with the force that may not be light and dark, you know, Jedi and Siths. But, mm-hmm. uh, if those are like histories of the Sith wars mm-hmm. that have been, I mean, they've never been brought up in yeah. these films, so they're not technically canon yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope so. So uh, I don't know. I mean, there's <laughs> just, there's so much, there's boundless potential for what are, what's in those volumes. Yes. Because some of the old Republic stuff is some of the most fun and zany, uh, Star Wars stories to read mm-hmm. about. Well, that's the thing. If they maybe are considering a Knights of the Old Republic TV series or a franchise movie, you know, setting up something with a line of dialogue here and then announcing after episode nine that we're going to do three Knights of the Old Republic movies, you could you could introduce that concept yeah. to the people who didn't read the expanded universe and all that right. stuff. Or just introducing the concept to people in these films right. in general, even without spinoff films. Uh is still really. Yeah. Uh, I've, I'm dying to have Darth Reverend name dropped on <laughs> right. there because he's so cool. And throughout all of this stuff, uh, we hear Ray's first line of the trailer. Where she says, something inside me has always been there. Then it was awake and I need help. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can really gain anything from that outside of, I think it's just more of Ray continuing to look for her place. And I think yeah. that's one of the themes of the trailer. And I think, you know, across all Star Wars movies is, where do I, where's, where's my purpose? And mm-hmm. I think that's definitely something and we can get into that after yeah. um, about what this movie is going to be for a lot of these characters. So um, after all that, we get one of the cooler parts of the trailer, in my opinion, we get to see Ray train on Octomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see some lightsaber stuff, which is cool. But the big moment came, comes when she's you know meditating as we saw in the first trailer where she's lifting the rocks but what we see now is that she actually cracks the island <laughs> and like she splits it open and we see luke just terrified yeah and uh, he he is he's not looking like up for this right. at all yeah 
the the meme that just started flowing around was uh you know based off of what he says in regards to that but it's yeah he's just it's bewilderment and genuine fear and yeah M- M- hamble has done like uh, i just i haven't seen this guy acting forever mm-hmm. and i don't know that's why i keep calling him hamble out but yeah dude he's terrified mm-hmm. and then i mean are you the line that he comes across, can I go yeah. with it? Yeah. He says, I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Yeah. And, oh, and then, it's you a great know, line. It, absolutely. And, um, with that said, we see, mm-hmm. can I go yeah. with this? Yep. I'm not jumping ahead. Yep. All right. We see shots of him, um, on his, at his old academy, just mm-hmm. in flames as him bursting out from underneath rubble. Yeah. Which, number one, I want to say this. So stupid. Why would if did you leave Luke for dead and think he wasn't gonna die? Or what's I mean, the deal? Come on now. I, but I, I do well it may be me me stupid for Kylo and whoever else was yeah, there not to anyway, finish him off. The whole setup though is really the, wicked. And I love the idea now because we didn't really know what happened at that old Jedi Academy. We still don't know. Right. But we do know that the destruction happened with Luke there and he couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that is something A failure. Uh, that's very cool and maybe i mean that that is to say that we're assuming that this is all part because after the hand bursting out shot we see uh you know that shot from the force vision and the the force awakens Mm -hmm. of him and r2 kneeling and you know looking at a burning building maybe that's not the same scene and it's another those those misdirections where luke and somebody else in this movie get in a big um, confrontation and then some burning building collapses on Luke, and he's like, "No, I'm, I'm not done yet. <laughs> like, oh, you geez, can't get yeah. rid of me that easy." I mean, it, it could, hi- it could be very possible that <laughs> that that isn't a vision from the past; exactly. it's a vision from the future. Uh, and there's, yeah, there's so many ways to weave around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and how how cool would that be? Yeah, uh, for it, that to be like the, one of the remaining shots of the film. It, w- it would, it would be very cool. Absolutely, um, and. I think going back to Luke's line, um, you know, that's where the raw strength, or more specifically the term raw, mm-hmm. that both Snoke and Luke use it to describe somebody. It seems like Snoke is describing Rey, and it seems like Luke is describing Kylo. Maybe he's describing Darth Vader or, you know, Palpatine or somebody else, but it seems like he's alluding to Kylo being that raw strength that he couldn't control. But do you, do you think there's any chance that it that that raw strength that he felt years ago was actually in one of his Jedi pupils and that that it was Ray and that he was just like I you're you're too strong I need to get rid of you mm, no because it didn't scare him then okay the first time he experienced it yeah so he the first time um he embraced it mm-hmm. and he embraced Kylo. I'm assuming it yeah I'm yeah. assuming it was Ben then and it's Kylo just now. Yeah, devil's advocate thing <laughs> yeah no absolutely it, 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 you can there's expect everything mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's the best way to, to approach it yeah because in my my gut feeling is that the the voiceovers are go where we need them to go mm-hmm. uh, especially with Snoke and Luke's um, lines there describing the power. You think that they're happening with the scenes? Yeah, I think they're. I think they're going to the intended characters that we okay. see on screen. Okay, but I would not be shocked. Like I am, I am very open to being proved wrong. Right. You know what I mean. So do you think? I mean, well, that's. I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but do you think that applies for all the lines said in this trailer? Mm, yeah. 
No, I okay. don't think it applies for all the lines. Okay. Because I like to, I like my own little pet theories I've developed. Yeah, yeah. And we will <laughs> definitely get into those. But uh, after that, we, we briefly see Ray just clinging on the side of Octo, looking out of breath, distraught, like, right. Made, right. It seems like right after Luke's like, no, I'm not, like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're too powerful. I'm not going to help you get more powerful mm-hmm. already. So, um, but after that, then we get back to Kylo. We hadn't seen some time, but this time he is, uh, he's upset Oh, wow. and yeah. he, he crushes his iconic helmet, um, which I think plays into why we don't see him in the helmet very much in the trailer and probably in the movie as well, because Hey, you want to, you want to show Adam driver's face because mm-hmm. you know, you want him to become one of those stars that you can sell your movie on. Yep. Um, but also it's, you know, it's probably just easier not to have him wear a helmet all the time and have right. to change his voice in post, but then we get to see him do some flying, see oh, some piloting, yeah. and uh, it looks like he's got a little Anakin in him. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Han Solo, really. Yeah, sir, both please. of them. Um, yeah, and his, I don't know that there's an official name for it, but his his custom TIE fighter, his interceptor, yeah. that looks like it's styled after the old um, Jedi Starfighters mm-hmm. from Episode 3, but it's, it also looks Darth Maulian yeah. with its sleek lines and cockpit. It's very oh, cool. It's so cool. And yeah, him whipping through what well, looks like this epic space battle, um, in the likes of episode three. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, it. and I think just to get into some theories, uh, I think that is kind of the opening battle of the movie. I, I think, think so too. I think if yeah. if you, if you, if you go real close, it looks like they are, there's this blue and greenish planet behind them. There's an asteroid field, um, that's circling around it as, um, you know, like a, one of its rings. And I, th- I believe that's how Dakar is uh, described and, you know, canon and everything. So I believe that's where their current resistance space is at. I'm guessing after the destruction of Starkiller base, Snoke and his forces are like, all right, we know where the rats. Yeah. Let's take them down once and for all. And then they're all fleeing and stuff and we get all that. And I think that's then where we get maybe the best scene of the trailer or the best, the best interchange yes, of absolutely. Kylo. We get more of Kylo piloting mm. his ship, but then we get cut back to Leia and she just like has this really just like sad look on her face. Like oh, something, something's happening. Mm-hmm. And she's, you can tell she's channeling the force and trying to probably connect with somebody. And it looks like it's Kylo. Cause then we cut back to his ship. He has his target set on Leia's ship, the bridge. And yeah, that uh, we cut back to Leia again, mm-hmm. looking just like, oh, don't do it. And then we cut back to Adam Driver, and he, um, his, uh, his facial expressions. Yeah. Oh man, he is he something is, else. He's phenomenal. And um, you just see him just like just he wants he so wants to pull the trigger and yeah. kill his mom, but he can't do it. Right. And he, I think that's it's, it's it's the reverse where he he can't do it. He goes to meet with Snoke, and then Snoke's like you fool, like you coward, you couldn't do this. And then he gets back in that elevator. He smashes his helmet. Cause he's just like mm-hmm. just so upset and feels terrible about himself. And he wants to just like get rid of anything that maybe yeah. ties him to the, the Skywalker name and stuff. And that, I mean, that helmet is obviously something that he made to look like Darth Vader. And you know, if he can't kill Darth Vader's um, uh, daughter, and that's also his mother, maybe yeah. he wants to just, get rid of that identity kind of altogether. Well, maybe, yeah, possibly. But I think his, he, he's so enthralled with Vader and the legacy mm-hmm. of it that I think that, I don't know if you want to smash that connection. 
because they think he wants to because he wants to finish what sure. he started. Yes, but I do think you're absolutely right though. He blinks in that moment, and they escape from what's the name of the planet? I think it's Dakar. Dakar. That's the resistance base from yeah. so the Force Awakens. I need to learn I these planets. So. Um, I read a lot of breakdowns this week. Yeah. So. Okay. That's that's phenomenal. And yeah, he blinks, and then I think that's where we get the Snoke line to him, and oh, where he says. Um, yeah, when I the, the when I found mm-hmm. you line, okay, the pep talk. Yeah, and then you know, and then the resistance is you know out of there. But uh, yeah, I we haven't said the line that uh, Kyle uh, kind of oh yeah yeah at. yeah. So over that whole sequence, he's saying, "Let the past die, kill it if you have to." That's the only way to become what you're meant to be. Yeah, I would not be shocked. It's a little bit on the nose. I would not be shocked if that line is not in the film at all. Okay, but. That definitely is him, just like you know, talking to himself about flinching mm-hmm. in the face of you know t- finishing off the resistance, specifically his mother. Yeah, uh, yeah, General Leia. Uh, so, yeah, like that. His his plot is set up for the movie, mm-hmm. and those the conflict that you thought was gone at the end of Force Awakens. You know, his hesitancy. No, it's alive and well. He's got yeah. two parents. And so he's, he's, he's now haunted by that mm-hmm. and conflicted at the same time. So Kylo Ren's character arc in this film is, is set up to be something, you know, so com- like yes. the complexity of this is not something. It's, it's not something we see very often. It's beyond anything those other six films, other seven yes. films have had. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the seven was just sort of like snapshots of who these people are. Right. I mean, we, I, but I still think even but in seven, we got a lot about Kylo. Absolutely. And I think Ryan Johnson's springboarding off of all that stuff. Excellently. I, yeah. Yeah. What he is taken in all and turned it into at least so far, at least what it appears to yes. be just in this lines that I've extracted uh, to be beyond anything that's been done. Uh, in this series so mm-hmm. far. I mean, even just jumping off that point, I think one of the biggest takeaways for the trailer overall is how connected we already are to all of our new characters. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see, you know, Ray later on in the trailer, you're like, nobody better be hurting Ray because yeah. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> and then like, you, you still feel for Kylo, even though he killed Han, like you're just like, Oh, there's there's something in you, yeah. Um, you that don't like hate that him. you that you that you either feel for you sympathize with them, and then like Finn, you're like Finn, you do you, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna support you no matter what you do. Right. And then Poe, you're just like, I want you to be the best. I yeah. want you to just like climb the ranks. He's so cool, and just like be everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just going off that Leia Kylo exchange, I mean the emotion there um, is just you know. It, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I, th- and I think that is, I think this is one of the rare sequences in the trailer that is actually like how it happens. I don't think it's going to be something where like, Oh, this is, you know, different. I think Kylo is targeting Leia and I think Leia is feeling Kylo mm-hmm. and his angst and calling out to him being like, don't do it. Yeah. And he's just like, get out of my head, mom. Right. And it's like, uh, look, okay, screw it. And then he got, he just goes away. It's so interesting too. The Adam driver once called the script, something akin to, the Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. and this moment is another is another really good callback to, but just amping up the complexity of mm-hmm. it when we see Luke kind of having uh, sharing a connection with his um, with Vader yeah. and the escape of Cloud City, mm-hmm. and while that's sort of you know fleeting moments at, out outside of the heat of battle, this is this is right very the start much in the middle of it, yeah, and 
the characters, we know enough now to, you know, play up that intensity mm-hmm. of two people, even though they're in distant locations, still having like, you know, an emotional moment yeah. together. It's such a great idea. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next uh, shot we see, we see the Millennium Falcon flying through the caverns of Crate, I believe, getting chased by a couple of TIE fighters. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's Chewie and I guess the Porg are piloting yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. What, what are you, what, what's your take on Porgs? Porg, well, yeah. I don't know. We only, we've only seen one so far. Yes. But I'm imagining they're all over Octo. I, I believe there's many. <laughs> yeah. But I love Porgs. Okay. I, I think I'm already annoyed by them. You're mildly annoyed? Yeah. I it's think, just the internet. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. Possibly. But wait until you see him hanging out with Chewie. Wait till you see Chewie, like, you know, turn to that thing to be one of his, his, his new best friend. Sure. Versus, uh, you know, like R2 or C3PO. Like, he'll, he'll just be, he'll scamper around, break some things. And then I hope he, he at least does something, or she. I don't know. This could be a right. female pork. Yeah, you hashtag no feminism. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I don't want them to just be there just for cute, you know, the cute factor. Oh, oh, I don't want them to have an important part of the plot, though. Well, I want them to have something to do and not just be like, all right, we're leaving Octo. Uh, and Chewie's like, I want to take this pork with me. And you're like, but why? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, no. I need some reasoning behind the pork being there. Uh, I think it would just be hilarious if Chewie's got him hit on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It could all depend on the It's execution. a Chewy thing. Yeah. Because he's still a lovable Wookiee doing yeah. his own thing. And so if he's smuggled a Porg on board, and the, the best part of that Porg shot is him mimicking Chewie's yeah. roar as they're zooming through. But, uh, I mean, it's a, great, it's a great moment. Absolutely. Um, but after that is where we, I, I, I believe it's our first sh- shot of Poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. We finally get to see Oscar Isaac back, and he's making his speech. He's making his moment. I believe he is talking to... Um, Laura Dern's character probably because he's like he says we have a spark that will light the fire that will burn the first order down and I think that's his pep talk to you know Laura Dern and the other sections of the of the uh, resistance and um you know the what's what's the galaxy like um Manto the, Blight is oh wait, wait. Or the uh the like the governing system the new republic is it still the new republic I think they've called it the new Re- it's yeah the new republic is I guess a good short okay. for it um so I think that's and any other parts of the New Republic are like you guys messed up. Now the First Order is mad, mm-hmm. and they're going to take down the rest of the galaxy. And he's just like, "Shut up!" Yeah. <laughs> like you guys need to side with us because we can take them down. It. And it's his kind of coming to moment where you're like, "This is why," you yeah. know, because like we've heard that like Leia looks at Poe as like a second son almost, and that she wants him to eventually like replace her replace her as the leader of the resistance and i think this is kind of his coming to moment where he like establishes himself as an actual leader within the resistance yeah it's a really it's delivered phenomenal yeah. because it's overscoring some battle sequences mm-hmm. especially uh i think one with finn a shot with finn that's really cool um or it gets right it leads it gets right up, right up, to, up to, it. to what i yeah, believe bumps yeah. up against it so it all culminates and you're watching you're watching your your favorite people mm-hmm. again like fight for their lives uh against annihilation and you're just like oh snap they this is this is a speech you give at halftime when you're down 20 right yeah and that's exactly what it's all about and mm-hmm. you're like oh man all right everyone's on the run like it's we're getting dark yes and uh, yeah, Oscar and just the the, char- the the character of Finn, the earnest or Poe, sorry, the, the earnestness of, the, of him uh, giving that off just kind of says, 
oh boy, this is not good. You know, because yeah. when he gets serious, then you no, know, it's like yeah. everybody needs to be serious. Things are bad. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it probably takes place like after the Battle of Dakar, and like there, maybe it's on Crate, maybe it's after Crate, because we see again, we see just like the Battle of Crate continuing, and uh, probably is not going to go well for the Resistance. It looks no. like, um, but. Then we get to, at, right after that line ends, we see Finn and Phasma mm-hmm. going at it. Yes, the grudge uh, match of the century. I think this is one of the first shots of the trailer we see that's in the final act of the movie. Because uh, it looks like whatever ship they are on, it is, uh, it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are sparks flying. There's fire explosions all around them. But it doesn't matter to them. They're like, you put me in a trash compactor. Mm-hmm. You kidnap me as a child right. and train me. We're gonna we're gonna fight this out. Uh, I can't wait to see that. Absolutely, especially because Finn's now in charge of one of those uh, really awesome like stun yeah. basins or the same know, the same thing he fought against in the Force Awakens. Right. Yeah, yeah and got his butt kicked with. Uh, right. <laughs> so I am I'm so stoked for this. Yeah, um, and we'll get to kind of how maybe that gets how that fight plays out and how we, how we get to that point a little bit. Uh, but the next cut we see is then that scene you talked about earlier of Luke laying down in the rain he's like leaned up against some rocks clearly in some trouble uh he says uh this is not going to go the way you think a very ominous line something that i think he's clearly talking to somebody about a journey they probably want to go on but it's also i think a call out to fans and being like you guys think this is going to be empire strikes back 2.0 it's not it's going to be totally different and we're going to flip star wars on its head um and i actually heard a really interesting theory about this scene um, on the slash film podcast. They did mm. a breakdown. All right. And uh, one of the people on there said like, what if this is part of the Kylo Knights of Ren scene from the force, uh, the force vision thing that Ray had in the force awakens. Cause it, it, it's raining. It looks like the same, um, the same ground. Yeah. Like that could be interesting too. If it's not like if that scene wasn't also a flashback to the destruction of the Jedi temple or something, instead yeah. it's a present day thing that Ray saw coming. I think that'd be awesome. And also it is important to remember when Ray first saw the Knights of Ren, it was raining. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. stormed. And that's when they cut down that guy. Yeah. And the next flip was the destruction of the, mm-hmm. the Academy yep. or the presumed destruction of the Academy. So yeah, like love it. The, the, it's a good call out mm-hmm. to, um, similar in the vein of Chewie were home. Yeah. That, that, uh, that trailer. And this works just along that line. Yeah. Uh, whether he's speaking to Ray about her, you know, journey with the force, he's, talking to somebody who just kicked his butt and he's like dude i don't know what your plan is but maybe it's maybe that's also ray yeah, maybe you don't yeah oh, p- possibly uh maybe you don't know what's going down um ar- around me like maybe luke stumbled across something that's right. like you know mind-blowing but yeah it's it, and it also just speaks to again the cynicism mm-hmm. that 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 lines delivered with he's either speaking to someone that's arrogant or he's speaking to someone that's, you know, well, arrogant, naive, probably go hand yeah. in hand. Or he's just also like, you know, just totally given up. And right. uh, I I think it's really cool. I think he's talking to Ray. I think Ray is, I think that's part of, we see another shot of like them, of like Ray standing, it looks like in that same kind of foggy area with the mm-hmm. tree and it looks like it's raining now. But at that point, Luke was standing, now he's on the ground. Maybe he's just like, you need to stop this journey. Like, I'm not going to help you. And 
the path you're going down, it's not going to end well. And she just gets frustrated and just like maybe takes out on him a little bit. And we see, you know, Luke, you know, fall, not like die or anything, but we see him just you no know, get taken down a little bit. And he's just like, you got to stop. You got to, you got to learn to control this. And because if you keep going down this path, it's not going to end well. And it's, you know, it's not going to go the way you think, mm-hmm. um, which I think would be a really interesting confrontation if Ray and Luke start butting heads because Luke won't train her, yeah. but Ray just like, just train me. It is, it is important to remember that when we saw the Falcon on crate, because mm-hmm. I mean, then like you said earlier, you mean they established the visual language of that planet as red, gray, and black, and that's and what white. we see and white. Yeah, that's white. Um, seeing the Falcon zoom through there means okay, we've left Octo, mm-hmm. and something's going down on that planet. Yeah. So if Ray is like you know just fed up with Luke, tired of being taught, and knows that she's got to get out back to crate to help out. Cause it look, I mean, later we see uh, things look pretty bad on crate too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things aren't going well. And if that's where she needs to go, um, and Luke's, you know, just jerking her around with, yeah. uh, you know, pep, they're not pep talks, but you know, just putting her down and everything. Well, yeah, that, and then just, you know, going off on, um, lectures about, you know, what he's known, what he's learned or what he mm-hmm. thinks. Yeah. Like I could, you could easily see her just, force push him then you know, right out of there yeah and get going mm-hmm. and i so. mean uh i mean you, we, we mentioned that when we talked about the falcon flying through crate is i mean last we saw it's chewy and ray piloting the falcon and mm-hmm. unless chewy's like all right ray and luke are doing their own thing <laughs> i'm gonna go with this yeah, porg <laughs> right. and go back to crate <laughs> like that means ray's probably there and i mean who knows what happens at that point because it looks like most of that is a big vehicular battle not so much something where ray would need to get out her force abilities but you never know how things play out so right um after that we go we go we jump back to crate we see a shot of leia we see the the silver fox thing Mm -hmm. crystal thing like yeah the ice that looked cool absolutely (laughs) i don't know what those things are but then we see leia kind of standing in that door in the doorway to the base of crate and just kind of she doesn't look she doesn't look happy she looks um distraught and like you know things are still not going their way and maybe she is sensing the incoming battle that's about to take place but just another another shot of carrie fisher yeah they're closing up shop the the, and across her face as the doors close Mm -hmm. as the bays close the shadow just kind of creeps across i don't know if that's you know an indication of anything um but it's just a really good storms coming moments yeah. uh sort of like you know when you think battle of hoth and they're shutting the doors before han and luke can make it back mm-hmm. um with the tauntauns so yeah, yeah it's whew. uh next shot then we see ray diving going for a little swim mm-hmm. there's a like a weird alien skull in the bottom right corner of the frame um it's probably insignificant but <laughs> that's interesting the only um, thing we have to go on and I mean, that's, I mean, what do you think's happening here? Do you think it's part of like her Jedi training with Luke and an early test or yeah. uh, maybe she's looking for something that is in the sea of Octo or something? P- possibly. Uh, she gets, we see a shot of her standing over a bay mm-hmm. um, in the first trailer. This possibly could be a part of that. Yeah. Because we, right after that shot or near that shot, we see her surface as well. Yeah. It's right after. Yeah. yeah. And Luke is kind of like hovering there. But Very I think, ominous, I, I think but. that, I think that's two different moments. I think the, the shot of 
him standing and her standing is in with the force tree moment where there, cause there's a lot of smoke and mm-hmm. um, uh, fog and everything. But then in the other shots, it's just, you know, it's clear it's a fine day. And I think that's just a moment where they're trying to make it seem like some confrontations about to happen there when she gets out of the water. Yeah. What, whatever is going on though. Yeah. Whatever's happening mm-hmm. in that span um, is definitely going to be significant. I think, yeah. or at least, have a be a pivot point for their mm-hmm. relationship so the next scene we see then is finn surrounded by stormtroopers look like he has been captured because um, what we do know is that him and rose Marie trans character infiltrate the first order somehow mm-hmm. and i think they obviously figure out that finn's not supposed to be there yeah they handcuff him and then some assault probably happens on whatever they're being held. And that's how he breaks free and eventually fights Phasma. But uh, good moment. Good to see John Boyega looking a little stern, looking a little mad. Yes. Uh, what happened before that to get them, uh, get him kidnapped? I don't know. Right. Yeah. We know that him, uh, Kelly Marie Tran and, or who's playing Rose. Yes. That's her character, right? Yep. Um, have some kind of mission on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think Poe's with them possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I, I hope so. I would love to see that trio out there. Right. But, um, yeah, they've they've got their own agenda, and that'll be really fun to watch play out. Yeah. But. I actually think if they have a trio of somebody else joining Finn and Rose, it's going to be DJ Benicio del Toro. Yeah, I, we didn't get to see because, him. And that uh, and that is, I th- I think some people would probably be upset that we didn't get to see him, Laura mm-hmm. Dern. We didn't see Kalamu Tran at all in the trailer. Yeah, um, let down. And uh, we we still haven't seen um, um, Don, Donald Gleason. Uh, we haven't no. seen. Uh, I, th- I think there's somebody else, but they they're not showing a lot of the supporting cast. They're focusing on the people we know already, which yep. I like uh, because. Those are the selling points more for me than how all these other new characters get involved. And but so then when we get to the movie, yeah. figuring out how all those other characters are involved, I think it's going to be a nice surprise. But I, they have described DJ as being like a hacker, mm-hmm. and so I wonder if uh, Finn and Rose go to Canto Bite to recruit him, so they can figure out some way to hack into the First Order system, so they can get on board of wherever they're at. Yeah, whatever is going on there. Um yeah, it's going to be super zany and cool, but I'm not sure exactly yeah. what that is just yet. Uh, but then after that, we get to the climax of the trailer, and uh, <laughs> it is it is something else. Uh, that is for sure. We see our first look of Snoke in full form. We mm-hmm. see a close-up of his face, his hand reaching out, his gold robe, and he says, fulfill your destiny. And then the next cut is Ray just like, backed over like in the like a shot from the exorcist or something and uh you know we see the gold rope in the background and she's clearly in pain and it looks like snoke's torturing her or something yeah i don't know what i'll, I'll say this first i don't know i don't, I don't we'll see how the movie plays out mm-hmm. but i am over her being captured already right or what or what but we'll see how this plays out of course uh but yeah i, I don't know what he's doing um Maybe he's trying to bring the like dark side out, possibly, or just she's resisting, and he or he's still looking for Luke. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just obsessed with Skywalker as Maybe. Ren is, and he's gonna f- find out where Octo is mm-hmm. and where Luke is ultimately. Do you do you think Luke leaves Octo? I mean, he has to, right? Doesn't have to. Okay. I mean, it could just be another Dagobah situation so that, where. He, so then I think if 
unless the third act comes back to Octo, we could have Luke for like half the movie at most. If if then Luke obviously ultimately yeah. is just like I'm I'm not I'm not going to help you Ray. Like I I was I thought about it. I saw your power it was too much mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, you know, make the same mistake I made with Kylo. You're on your own. And then she leaves, but then, and then we just leave Luke laying around for nine, maybe. Um, I don't know how, if I would love that yeah, necessarily. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a wonder to know if he's going to still be on the board mm-hmm. at, come by the end of the movie. Right. <laughs> and I imagine he is because he, he, you don't really want to kill off your icon. Right. Um, I mean, especially now. like Yeah. Even if they had done that, and they've said they haven't changed eight after Carrie Fisher's death, but I, I can't imagine them going into nine without Harrison Ford, uh, Carrie Fisher, or Mark Campbell. That yeah. just would blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Same here. Um, so, but I mean, maybe he'd come back as a Force ghost, so they could still technically have I, him around. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Ray has not been captured at that point. I think that is a uh, purposeful visit on her part. Because if uh, it goes back to my feeling that this is a movie that's going to be about a sense of belonging and Ray is clearly looking as she says her last line of the trailer, I need someone to show me my place in all this. Mm-hmm. And the trailer ends with Ray talking and then we see a cut to Kylo with just ashes falling all around him. And then he extends his arm as, you know, to kind of tease people that. Oh wait, Kylo and Ray are going to team up? Yeah, I don't think that is what those two. I don't think those two shots play together. I don't think they're part of the same scene. But I think that Ray is just looking for somebody to teach her, and that Snoke keep keeps reaching out to her and trying to help her. And yeah. that if he does find her somewhere, maybe like you know, on the crate, Snoke is there, and he's just like, "Come with me, and I'll I will train you. I will make you the best." And I will teach you everything about the Force. I will show you your place in the galaxy. And mm-hmm. I don't think Ray can pass that up after waiting her entire life to figure out yeah. what her purpose is. Especially if Luke's been the one to, especially if the legend, your hero, is isn't what you thought. Well, and like that's what Daisy Ridley said at um, what was it, Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, right she's before like, the first trailer. She's like, Meeting you know, sometimes you meet your heroes and it doesn't go how you expect. Yeah, and I think I so, think that's a I think that's where this movie is going of Luke ultimately pushing Ray away and then Leia being able to pull Kylo back. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like that idea. I, I like, I like believing that by the end of this film, the respect that you had for Luke Skywalker uh, is going to be gone. Just okay. completely, <laughs> completely vanished. And this new form of him, uh, 30 years later, you don't, he's not the same person and mm-hmm. you just, you just have to kind of have to, you know, grimace because that's how much he's been, he's, he's been changed. Right. And if, and if that's really, <clears throat> if that's really the case, uh, man, I think it's going to make for a killer movie, yeah. especially when, you know, his actions have consequences. Mm-hmm like those yeah um because if for ray especially yeah like you said if kyle if snoke is reaching out and like and at least trying to um tell her what she needs to hear or wants to hear right uh yeah who who, who wouldn't that entice mm-hmm. i mean especially if like 
she clearly knows about Luke Skywalker from the first time he's mentioned in The Force Awakens. She's mm-hmm. like, Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Like, she wants to know him and, like, have a relationship with him. And even when Maz is like, stop, the people you're looking for aren't in your past, they're in your future. And she's like, Luke? She just assumes that everything in her life is pointing her to a path with Luke so that she can be trained. And mm-hmm. I think if she does meet him and he's just like, nope, sorry, not going to do this again. Yeah. She's going to be crushed and looking for a home. And if Snoke is the only person out there that's like, come with me and we will be, you know, we can, I don't think he would pitch it as we'll take over the galaxy together. Cause that doesn't seem like Ray's personality, but if he's like, I will care about you and I will invest in your life. I think that's enough to raise like, I mean, if nobody else is going to, okay. Yeah. And explore it. It is, it is. Yeah. And you know, you think about like, oh, well, I was, I was going to reconcile from Snoke being in charge of the first order and the first order being the ones that, uh, you know, eradicating an entire system of planets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) you have to take it with some kind of grain Mm -hmm. of salt, but it would be the, it would be the Star Wars movie of the century, you know, and then, okay, maybe not the century, but it would be, <laughs> it would be the plot, it would be the, you know, the, the reversal of the century, the, the flip, like you said, to flip mm-hmm. Star Wars on its head to swap character roles. Yeah. Uh, Going into the final movie, like, right. what? And then even if it doesn't pl- finish that way, right? even if in 30 minutes into episode nine, five years later from when this happened, mm-hmm. um, Ray is unexplicably back with the resistance right. for some reason. Um, uh, and we I, see I think that, that's a very good possibility. <laughs> and we see the plot play out or however it goes, it would still be one heck of a second act mm-hmm. to at least see Ben Solo reconcile in some kind of way, which I don't know how you do. Right. I don't know either, except for... I think there's a great theme they've already established with Kylo that even in Han Solo's dying moments, he was willing to do to live or to die to help yeah, his son. Right. Whichever path he chose, he was there to help him make that decision. Mm-hmm. And clearly Kylo, he made that decision, and he, but he still isn't totally on board with that because if he, he can't, like he says, um, let, the past, let, let the past die. He can't do that. Him, He himself cannot even... It's like he can't even follow his own advice because mm-hmm. he can't imagine killing his mother. And I think the final shot of the trailer, which that whole exchange, like just like when you saw it the first time, were you just like in awe and shock? Uh, what was your what was your thought when you first saw the when you saw Kylo reaching out? I was like, no, no, don't take <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Because <laughs> I, I mean, because I'm I, before one of my first time seeing this trailer i was still ticked at this dude right i mean i have i hadn't built the empathy that i had six bot plays later right. you know watching <laughs> him struggle with what he's going through and can i go ahead and reach real quick past yeah. this moment before I, oh go and tell me what you were um, thinking then i'll reach past the what i'm thinking is that hand is not reaching to ray it's oh, reaching right. to leia yeah and because, that that's within crate it's after all those walkers have taken down crate's defenses and they're ready to, you know, take prisoners and, you know, try to put the resistance to bed. And even in that moment, you know, I think there's probably some stormtroopers around him. And they're like, Leia, come with us. And she's like, she no. Stole my, I and, can't believe it. <laughs> and then Kylo's like, and then maybe they try to go after her. Maybe she shows some force abilities. That'd be cool. That would be epic. Um, 
and but then they try to hurt his mom and he's just like no ignites that saber cuts them all down and reaches out his hand to his mom and is like let's get out of here yeah it is important to remember what the, the light on ray's face is is just that it's a light yes okay campfire I, I, campfire possibly it, it could put you the earliest part of the film her just talking to luke I asking think, him questions, but I love it. The idea that Kylo Ren in this film is, uh, he's going to kill his past. He's on a mad hunt the entire film to find Leia. Mm-hmm. He's going to chase them to either it's Monto Blight or just across the entire galaxy as she's trying to, you know, gather up some forces. Mm-hmm. Like you said, those walkers eradicate the rest of their base and crate. He, he she's in a cavern. The yep. crate is full of caverns. We've, we've, I mean, that's kind of kind of established. The fire and ash, everything eradicated, like you said. Yeah, and then absolutely, he, he's there for. I would, I would lose it. I mean, that'd be such a great moment mm-hmm. if, yeah, instead of like Kylo, either killing Leia himself or letting even like his lackeys do the job for him to make it easier. Yeah, he's just like, no, like I can't do it. I couldn't do it then. I can't do it now. I can't watch my mom die. Right, and I think that is. That is a great moment for Star Wars 8 to deal with. And again, it, I think that would be a, a great just moment for Kylo and a character building um, part for him where Han tried to save him. He couldn't do it. But deep down, Kylo was always Leia's child. Mm-hmm. They were always the closest. I think they'll probably establish that in the movie. They didn't really establish who they had the better relationship, who, he, who Kylo had the better relationship with in 7. But... I think it's got to be Leia because I think Leia was probably the one that was pushing him to Luke to be like, listen, just take some lessons. Right. (laughs) Try to figure this out and you can be a saving force in the galaxy. And if she can then pull him back, that's a great way to redeem him without being like him killing Snoke or something. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I mean, we don't really need, we, I need Luke to kill Snoke to be, to feel whole. (laughs) Right. But to see Adam, yeah, to see Adam, especially when in episode seven, Carrie Fisher, um, Leia says, specifically, that's when I lost him. She yeah. doesn't include Han mm-hmm. in that moment because um, she said, when we send him to Luke, that's when I lost him. Right. She, let, let, leaves Han out of it. So there's was, a, he, was he already gone at that point? No, he left he after left the day. Okay. Yeah, after your kid slaughters <laughs> right. uh, or, or, you know, is involved with or... Um, party to the destruction of a, yeah, of of a, a temple of a, yeah it's uh, not the greatest <laughs> no so yeah and yeah like you know you almost get the sense that han han could could care less you, you get a you get a little bit of a sense that han could care less about ben and he's doing it for leia mm-hmm. but also i mean yeah it's still his son at the end of the day uh so yeah you you took you took the words <laughs> right off my uh my notes here well, hopefully that, that means we're both right and we're I on the same page that. that would be so cool um but going back, because that, that's the whole trailer. That, that's all the shots. It's all the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, going back through the dialogue, though, I think we can... I th- Personally, I think it's pieced together where uh, both of Snoke's lines go together, where he says, when I found you, I saw raw untamed power, and beyond that, something truly special, fulfill your destiny. I think that's all one sequence where he's talking to Rey and trying to pull her back over. And then... Ray is both both of her lines. Something inside me has always been there. Then I was then it was awake, and I need help. I need someone to show me my place in all this. I think that's all one sequence as well. They just split it up for dramatic effect, and that is. Pro- I don't see that as being lines that she would say to Luke because that just feels too just like 
I don't know, like beggy almost, where she's like, oh, come on, Luke, do this for me. Give me a, do me a favor, do me a solid. And I think that's probably just like, he probably turns her away. And then she's just like talking to Chewie on the Island. And she's just, he's just like, Chewie, like what, what's the deal? <laughs> I yeah. thought this guy was like the greatest. And now he's just being a loser. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, I see that, that, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know where to put any of this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even me guessing right now. It was all it is. I don't even think I have the, the, <laughs> the context for this right. film yet, because I know at least I'm expecting just such a turn. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I'm still stuck on thinking about what those final shots could be, whether yeah. it is, whether the final shot of the film is Ben putting out his hand or Ren putting out his hand or, you know, Ray kind of like accepting the mantle that like the Snoke would offer her or right. something like that. So I, man, I just don't know. But I see, I think even if that scene doesn't happen where, it, you know, if that Ray Kylo exchange is not actually outplays on the movie, the important thing here is they're setting the audience up to expect that. They're, they're at least letting people know that this is a possibility. Yeah. And we need you guys to be aware of the fact that either Kylo and Ray are going to team up, they could switch, or I mean, something's going to happen with their relationship, I think. Either their dynamic in the franchise or them two specifically. Maybe both of them realize, okay, Kylo's like, okay, Snoke, he's, he's not the greatest teacher. And then Ray's just like, yeah, you know, Luke's not the greatest either. He mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything for me. And they're like, and then Kylo again, like he did in The Force Awakens, he's like, well i can teach you and she's like okay and then them two pair up together and maybe they and i still think even if that happened they wouldn't be like all right we're our own thing we're neither on the resistance or the first order because it's pretty obvious that the first order is not trying to do good yeah but i think then you could still keep ray good but also bring kylo back and then the dynamics that would unfold after that, him having to work with Finn again mm-hmm. after their last encounter, he almost killed Finn. Yeah. Um, the dynamic between Kylo and Poe after maybe Leia has to go away on some mission for nine because mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher no longer with us. And then the actual son of Leia and the unofficial son of Leia having to try to work together like those family dynamics and all that stuff would be so cool to see. Yeah. And you know, and that's what. I'm expecting. I'm expecting Ryan Johnson to throw a wrench in everything. Take it, oh, mm-hmm. empty out all the desk drawers, dump out all the pieces, and rearrange it. Right. And I think that's why Episode Nine is is so quote unquote imperiled mm-hmm. and so has is so problematic is because I don't think Trevorrow or anyone else that he had on that team early on could crack how you. How put do do everything. This? How you tidy it all up? Yeah. How do you, how do you take something so outrageous, not out, so outrageous, so outside of the box for film for formulaic films like right. these? Because love or hate Star Wars, they do repeat it, themselves. It's, it's a, a circular bit. thing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Lucas called it poetry. Mm-hmm. The episodes rhyme. So, yeah. Uh, to think that Johnson has just. Um, change the way we're going to look at <laughs> movies like this uh you know almost almost make me even hesitant to say what i've said here because it's probably 
all going to be wrong in right some, yeah in some but i think that, i think that's also the fun of it like uh and even one of the other like things that like it's not even talking about this trailer and like what it does but it's it's what it doesn't do mm-hmm. it doesn't tease who is snoke it doesn't tease who are raised parents you know like did you did you think either of those things at all in this trailer? No, but that's all I thought about after seven. Exactly. But I'm not worried about any of that. And anymore. that's the greatest thing. Like this trailer poses so many questions of what's happening with Kylo and Ray? What's what's happening with Leia? What's happening with with uh, with Luke? With Finn and Phasma? Like all this stuff that it it shows. <laughs> it's a kind of a great lesson to fans of like we'll cling on to this, like minuscule moments in a movie and be like, oh, they're teasing Ray's parents. I bet she's a Kenobi. I bet she's a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But they've continued to say, like, it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. We just, you know, ha- JJ was probably just right. having fun with us because all the theories were already out there. And if they can then, like, close it out and Ray mm-hmm. is just Ray, Finn is just Finn, he's not Finn Windu, mm-hmm. uh, and Snoke is just Snoke. Right. And, my, like, that's that, that'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, you know, especially because, like, the, the, last, the lesson of the end of day is, like, but it doesn't matter if you're from a prestigious family or not, you know, right. Ray ended up being the best Jedi ever. Or, exactly. you know, Ben ended up being totally awful and a tool and then, you then know, redeemed maybe, himself, yeah. but still a tool, but, you know, whatever the he case He still is. killed his dad and I mean, right. potentially slaughtered dozens, hundreds of young Jedi. Right. Or was party to. Sure. Let's, let's yes. be specific here. He probably, he, maybe he didn't do it all himself, him but the, he was, <laughs> he was there. He right. didn't stop it. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt so far. Uh, the, that's really, that's most of my thoughts. That's basically all my thoughts on the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have one interesting theory I heard yeah. about it where I was reading Star Wars Newsnet's breakdown of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great, sure great website. Um, and the writer, uh, I think his name's John Huey. Okay. Um, he had the great, this great theory that when we he when we see Ray splitting Octo, he's like, "What if she was the one that split Star Killer base and put the divide between her and Kylo?" Oh snap! I was like, "Whoa, <gasps> that's a great call." Ooh, well, uh, possibly. I mean, there's the planet is the planet is yeah imploding, going apart. But I, I mean. I think, but it'd be a great way if, like, her in her subconscious, she's just like, yeah. I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. Right. Split. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, because they, they've shown that she can split the ground. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anybody else do that. And maybe it was because maybe the base was, the uh, the foundation was weakened, so she right. could split, yeah. like, an entire planet. Create such a, uh, yeah. But absolutely. it's also her just, like, you she had the same moment where she just she she took a pause, took a deep breath, mm-hmm. meditated, and channeled the force, and then the split happened. Right, and the same thing is happening here when she's meditating. She splits the ground, probably not trying to do it, but just she has such that raw, untamed potential that it just happened. Yeah, um, I do. I do like thinking. That. I think I thought that was a great, even if it great call, even if it isn't, you know placed into the film right uh the thought is is very interesting absolutely um but do you have any other thoughts on the trailer i i don't you really i mean with your uh your um expansion on crate and how you think that relates to like maybe probably the final act maybe somewhere Uh, in there i think that really took up my uh, biggest theory okay i think probably it plays out dakar's the big battle in the middle creates the big battle in the, at the end of the second and then the third act is somehow on the supremacy snoke's uh giant destroyer mm-hmm. that's where you know uh ray is on there that's where finn and rose have infiltrated at that point 
and then we see another big space battle and some sort of showdown. Either it's between Snoke and Rey, or Kylo and Rey, or Kylo and Snoke, or Luke and everybody. <laughs> like we still have to figure out. Like there was that shot in the behind the scenes reel of Rey fending off three people and Kylo, I think, fending off two. Like we have That's to right, we yeah. have to see where both those play in. Right. Um, exactly. And especially. There's a lot of unknown. Where do you insert Laura Dern at this point, exactly. too? I, I, I mean, I really do think that she's a part of an intergalactic uh, agency or mercenary army that has the goods, <laughs> you know, to help them take care of the I, First Order. I but. think they have established that she's part of, like, the Senate or yeah, something, some government some thing. But, yeah, I mean... Ooh, the hapes would be so cool. There's a, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff. And uh, do you already get your tickets? I don't have my tickets yet. I don't. I don't have my plans set oh, yet. Oh man, I've got. I've got. I've got balls in the air right now, and I just. <laughs> you have options. Yes. Yeah. So, I, uh, I bought my party of uh, of four. I bought five tickets because we had one guy who's like, oh, I may be able to do it, and I was like, mm-hmm. it's reserved seating. I'm going to buy it now, and if you can't make it, then sell it off to somebody else. Yeah. You can come. Or All right, bingo. <laughs> if Colton doesn't have to work, he can. He can be a part of our group or somebody else. Like yeah. I was like, I'll just get one extra basically, right. so that way we have an option. Yes, <laughs> and I, if. If we don't sell it, I spent twelve extra dollars, but I have a buffer. <laughs> right, I, um, one of my well, Brian Tong from CNET. I, I, you know, actually, I don't know who it was, but lots of people were buying their tickets, mm-hmm, and yeah. I think I saw one person. I don't remember who specifically, but yeah, just bought up an entire row for Adobe, Adobe Cinema because, like, you know, yeah, like they're just, that amped. Yeah, just to be sure. Right. Yeah, and then you'll just reel in as many people as you can because exactly. you got your set for it. It's like yeah. why not? Uh, it just it's. It's gonna. It's the event of this year. Yeah, um, two months. Absolutely, cannot uh, wait. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be epic. And we, if we can talk about the trailer for an hour, uh, when we get to the review, <laughs> expect the length of the episode as well. So, uh, since we didn't have a review or anything, we're just gonna jump straight to the news and stick with it. Uh, but talking about another trailer we saw this week mm-hmm. for the New Mutants, we got it dropped at twelve oh one. AM on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, and they definitely delivered on the horror elements of this movie. They've been teasing. It's going to be good. I wasn't like, they kept saying this. Oh, this is our horror echo movie. I was like, okay. Like it'll be you know, scary. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a little scary. It'll be a little darker, but this is just like full on horror movie and like insane asylum with mutants, but we don't even see, we, we get one name drop of mutants. Do you know what mutants are? Mm-hmm but we don't see any of the kids use their powers. Just we, once. Well, none of the main characters. Anyway. Yeah, none of the main characters. We see, like, the walls, like, pe- like seems like people are trying to come out of the walls. We, like, we know, like, Demon Bear is the villain of this movie, and uh, I'm I'm amped. Like, this trailer hooked me hard, and it's it's going to be tough for, I think, Deadpool 2 and Dark Phoenix to get me as excited as Anthony Mutants. Fox is so freaking innovative right now. It's incredible. I am, I am mind-blown. First of all, Gifted is on now, or we got a good... Uh, yeah, the Gifted. Yep. Yeah. Great concept. Mm-hmm. Great delivery yeah. so far. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legion. Legion, great. Yes. Incredible. And zany, but grounded, and that's what this is, but this is horror now. Yeah. This is our third film in the Fox Marvel genre films, you right. know? And Josh Boone, his got me so 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 intrigued the horror is gonna get horror fans in yep just name dropping the word mutants and attaching marvel to this thing gets you a very big chunk of marvel fans that that guarantees you 40 million 
yeah. opening weekend minimum. Uh, absolutely. Um, and I don't, yeah, you, th- you're going to have young mutants learning how, basically just surviving. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 I mean that, yeah, just surviving in a place that treats them awfully. Like yeah. the, uh, asylums are known to be awful for their patients, yeah. just historically. Mm-hmm. Then you add the, the subclass of humans that mutants are treated like in these films. And you just get something dark and creepy. And eventually it looks like the staff is going to get overrun. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to become a free-for-all to the point where our mutants, uh, hopefully Wolfsbane just, you know, rips (laughs) Demon Bear a new one. Right. Because, yeah, Maisley Williams looking awesome. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, we get a great look at her. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, Charlie Heaton. Yep. He he just looks so beaten bruised he's got he's like, got a broken arm like, and oh like, no like yeah. i felt so bad for him and yeah i i was already connecting with these characters and josh boone i mean the, the, the fault in our stars director okay mm-hmm. so you know you're gonna have some feels yeah. at least for these people um as you watch them run for their lives mm-hmm. in you know the worst possible circumstances yeah uh, and i also just i also just love the fact that like you mentioned, Fox is on a roll and they continue to push the superhero genre, even though I, like I, in college, I wrote a paper about the superhero genre mm-hmm. in quotes. Cause I was like, this doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a superhero genre because each movie is a different genre. Like they're, they're not all the same. You could, you can't say all superhero movies are the same because they're, they're not, they're structured differently. They're, they're, their their tones are different. Their um you know, the 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 subgenres they're trying to mm-hmm. adapt to are completely different. And I love the fact that Fox continues to be innovative and do something different. They did a really violent ho- comedy with Deadpool. Then they did a, a western yeah. with Logan. And mm-hmm. the, even in that, they showed kind of the you know what it's like to be a mutant in like a hospital or something, getting right. tested on and all that stuff with X twenty three's backstory. And this one, there's like straight up horror movie. I mean, what the rest of those movies hold when the spinoff universes that, I mean, that's, this is where I'm more excited for Fox. I don't care about dark Phoenix really at all. No. Like I'm not excited for it. I wasn't excited for apocalypse. I will be there opening day for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But I am not, if I would pay to see new mutants three or four times before I'd pay to see dark Phoenix once. If, yeah. if it was the same day, I would just want to experience this newness because I feel like I know exactly what I'm going to get with Dark Phoenix. And New Mutants looks like a movie that I've seen kind of before, but it not with superpowers. Right. And, you know, it's coming at a perfect time where I'm guessing it's going to be R mm-hmm. because it just the, it looks like it has a very dark tone. It'll probably be pretty violent, I would assume. Um, but it's coming on the heels of it which is breaking all sorts of records as an R rated horror movie starring youngsters. Yep. And it'll come after season two of stranger things, which Charlie Heaton also stars in. So if he has a bigger role there, that fan base of like this cult eighties horror movie stuff is just gonna, I think carry over, even though this movie uh, does take place in the present day. So mm-hmm. it's not part of like the dark Phoenix timeline. It's, no. it's more in line with, I believe Deadpool is also present day. So yes. it's, it's in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited for this one. Absolutely. And you know, you, a lot, you did touch on like how there is, there's no superhero genre, mm-hmm. but they, they've never been all in right before on their respective genres. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America plays out to be sort of 
first a war movie and then super stealthy spy with mm-hmm. government, you know, layers and things like that on there. Um, Thor and Hulk, uh, or well, Thor mythology. Yep. Doctor Strange. Mysticism. Guardians, but, cosmic, Ant-Man, heist film. Right. Like, all that stuff. But Guardians, arguably the first cosmic movie that went all in on being zany and sure. over the top, which was like, which James Gunn turned into its own thing. And mm-hmm. that's why they're going that way now. Yep. Full-fledged. And these movies are that just amped up to 10 mm-hmm. with no, with, you know, with reckless abandon about connectivity or anything like that. And for a while, yeah, we threw our hands up in the air like, what's going on here? Right. But then we got Deadpool. Then we got Logan, Logan a year later. Now we've got the new mutants coming through. Uh, so yeah, so many things. And then their TV series is so yeah. Yeah. It's, very cool. It's so good. I mean, yeah, like you said, lots of reasons to be excited for this. And, uh, this isn't actually the only X-Men spinoff news we have this week because Gambit is actually happening. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Fox gave it an official release date this week. Uh, very romantic Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2019 released. Uh, they also confirmed that Gore Verbinski will be directing Channing Tatum in the solo movie. Um, it's it's happening. I mean, uh, most likely. This movie did have yes. a sometime in 2016 release previously with directors and supporting cast starting to come together obviously that fell apart but it's it looks like gambit's happening coming out in a year and a half and they've kind of apparently this has been described as like a heist crime movie Mm -hmm. so if again if they embrace that fully and go into an oceans 11 yeah style movie with channing tatum and a bunch of other mutants i think that that could be awesome. Absolutely, yeah. John, go go deep genre. It's February fourteenth now. Mm-hmm. To let's let's play up some romance yeah, aspects of, of, of you know. So and you got Channing Tatum, who's already you know endeared himself to a very large female fan base mm-hmm. and to a certain extent male as well. <laughs> uh, at least I can say it's over myself. Uh, so why not go you know, just go all in mm-hmm. uh, with it so use your release date because I, I feel like that's very specific oh yeah you wouldn't put a movie on that day that you weren't gonna at least pander somewhat to yeah I mean um, like Deadpool wasn't a romantic movie but the romantic through lines of it were mm-hmm. very prevalent and yeah. they even marketed it exactly. as such on like the bachelor of like right come see this cool a romantic movie this this next weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, like the voiceover to it was you know uh, the uh, Ryan did was right to that. Yeah, and it was like I thought this was supposed to be like a Roman movie, but that guy <laughs> just skewered that guy with a kebab. Yeah, or like a kebab. So um, I I'm willing to bet they will do something very similar to this. I hope they let Channing Tatum um, be light. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what he's best at. His his earnestness uh, just bleeds through the screens, um, and will yeah, it'll, it'll carry that movie to success as long as um, uh, Rubinsky does well. But right. he, I mean, he shepherded Jack Sparrow through mm-hmm. three movies. So if it's anywhere like that, yeah, he I should think, do well. I think I just want yeah, I want him to embrace the fun that he had with that first Pirates movie into lesser degrees. The third, um, the with the, the, the yeah. next two, yeah. Um, and I mean, since this movie comes out in a year and a half, it's going to start filming early next year, which means over the next, the rest of this year, we should be getting some casting news. So that mm-hmm. should be exciting. Um, but moving over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Tessa Thompson this week revealed in a uh, press conference day for Thor Ragnarok that uh, she told the story of approaching Kevin Feige 
like with like arm in arm with like every female Marvel hero and going to Feige me like, Hey, where's our team up movie? Yeah. What, what do we have to do to get this to happen? And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, apparently in the, the press conference, like the Feige's response, like had some audiences, people in the audience and even like the members of the Thor Ragnarok cast laughing and like, Oh, it's a good joke. But like some people are like, he said it pretty seriously. So, I mean, I don't think this is a definitive yes that this is happening, but I think it's probably very likely for Phase 4 that we'll get, you know, Valkyrie, Captain Marvel, Gamora, Wasp, Scarlet Witch, I mean, whoever is still around and probably some new faces as well to have this big Marvel female movie, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do too, especially because... Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie looks so kick butt. Yeah. In this film, uh, Zoe Saldana's um, Gamora. Gamora, thank mm-hmm. you, is so awesome. And I don't know. I mean, it's Phase Four, right? Yep. Yeah. So come Phase Four, we're also gonna have Brie Larson standing yep. around, you know, as well. So, uh, you know, roping Scarlett Johansson for this movie, pair whatever oh, yeah. you need to, and let's just. Let's go for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Scarlet Witch. Get Elizabeth Olsen. Yep. Elizabeth Olsen would have to be on board, assuming you know everything goes okay. And, right. Yeah. Uh, this is all assuming nobody right. dies in the fourth Avengers movie. Uh, there's so much awesome uh, waiting to happen in a film like that. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever you have to do, whatever character you have to drag up for them to face, or whatever issue there has to be, please let that happen. Yeah. And I think uh, this would be if it doesn't happen before this with like you know, just any other movie, then I think this would be finally the chance, the time Marvel would give a female the sole responsibilities as a director, um, which is long overdue at this point. Um, but so, I mean, but teaming up somebody like, I don't know, Michelle McLaren, which would probably never happen, but Michelle McLaren with oh, that'd be a great all these people, like that, that'd be an epic movie. Um, but then the last bit of news we have this week is out of the superhero realm, but into a franchise we adore, uh, that being the Creed franchise, mm-hmm. with uh, but the news is uh, interesting this week. Can't say it's the best. Can't say it's the worst. Um, but Sylvester Stallone confirmed this week on Instagram that he is not only writing and producing Creed Two, but that he is also uh, directing the sequel, starring Michael B. Jordan. Production slated to begin early next year, and that this will mark Stallone's uh, fifth directorial effort in the Rocky franchise after Rocky two, three, four and Balboa. Mm-hmm. So no Kugler. <laughs> no, uh, he's, it is important to note right at the top that Stallone wrote Rocky. Yes. Okay. So I've got great confidence in his writing <laughs> abilities and I'm sure he's not writing it by himself. I hope Kugler's given passes. Yeah. Notes, you know, whatever the case is. Um, but I do, yeah, I mean, huh. It's an underwhelming choice. It's, it gets the, it gets us back to Creed. Yeah. Which I love. And maybe he won't have his choice of cinematographer Mm -hmm. and, you know, the rest of everything around him. And And I'm also sure Stallone, who's been around movies most of his life now is savvy to what made the creed so phenomenal and yeah it's just kind of a shrug Mm -hmm. okay you know this great creed 2 is happening yeah i'm sure kugler is gonna uh you know ep on it yeah um which 
with technology, with the ability to see dailies, you mm-hmm. know, instantly now from everyone and uh, things like that. I have no qualms about this movie, but it is a little bit disappointing right? Uh, to know that Coogler won't be hands-on mm-hmm. the set. But, you know, it's Stallone. Right. You'll get it. I mean, this is kind of news that's been coming. We've been kind of bracing for for yeah. months because it just continued to seem like Coogler was lining up other projects and he's still finishing up Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's it's Warner Brothers um, that has the, those Creed. Yep. Um, they clearly want to do the sequel and um, do it sooner rather than later. And so I understand not wanting to wait another like three years to get that movie out there because at that point, all the time that's passed between Creed and Creed Two would be um, I don't know like seven years probably. Yeah, um, started in twenty fifteen. So. Yeah, so like I I get it completely, um, and I'll be I'm okay with Stallone directing it. I think he's probably the he's the most logical choice if Coogler's not going to do it because of just how familiar he is with this franchise. Mm-hmm. But it, I will be much more on board if Ryan Coogler comes out in the press for Black Panther in the coming months or something. Just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not directing it, but I, you know, gave extensive notes um, to Stallone. And I even outlined the story I was going to tell in the yeah. sequel. And he went off that. That'll make me feel much better. Otherwise, it'd be like, Oh yeah, I don't have anything to do with the sequel, and I hear Stallone's bringing Drago back, and maybe like Adonis is gonna fight Drago's son or something. Like I don't know how that's gonna work. Right. Like then it feels more just like Stallone trying to get a sequel off the ground rather than it actually being necessary. Um, and I mean, I love the first Creed so much that I don't want to see a subpar sequel. Right. Yeah. Especially too because the audience for Creed was so great. That yeah, you you want to see Kugler take all the goodwill that he earned with that film mm-hmm. and do, do something, um, build up, build off of yeah. it, and add elements of you know whether it's maybe modern day things or you know just what is it like to have you know Michael B. Jordan now who is arguably a up and coming star. Yeah, now. for sure. Uh, so dealing with fame, his status as an athlete, all sorts of things that you could you know throw in there. Mm-hmm. Top of him trying to up his game for boxing and you know actually get get and win a title. Right. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Hopefully, story notes. Um, <laughs> but st- I mean, Michael B. Jordan's back. Yes. You can't. I'm, they can't complain about that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Tessa Thompson. Oh, she's well. gotta be. She has got to be. But yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, another another big pickup would be really cool. So. Yeah, like I don't know who they'd get to be the son of Drago, or if they if they go that route, they haven't said they're going to do son of Drago. Tom but... Hardy can play an awesome Russian. <laughs> oh, I mean I that that'd that. be great. I mean I've professed my love for warrior yeah. a thousand times on the podcast to see in my newly profound so you know, see, yeah so to see him back in a fighting movie i'd be totally on board for um so yeah i mean it's not again it's not the greatest news but it's definitely not news like oh man this 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 movie's in trouble yeah it's just like okay it's happening we'll see where it goes 
Um, but that's all the news we have this week. Um, so thanks for sticking with us throughout the entire episode and our breakdown of the last Jedi trailer. Uh, next week, we are not sure what we're going to do, right, Josh? No, not at all. So we'll play it by ear. We'll see. Maybe there's a big story that drops. Maybe the Avengers Infinity War trailer drops out of nowhere. Ooh. I don't think it's going to. I think it's probably going to wait until last Jedi, unfortunately, to come out. But um, we'll see. If not, we'll we'll figure out something to do. Either we'll review like the snowman or killing of a sacred deer or something smaller or we'll just do a really broad big question that we can really get in depth on for so. sure possibly even a retro it's been a while sure we, that's true we haven't done a retro in forever uh we could do like a retro view of thor oh, ahead yeah. of thor ragnarok or something <laughs> that wouldn't so. be kind uh oh okay uh interesting uh so maybe that's what we'll do um but uh, if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe share retweet and more plus or i've head over to iTunes. I can't talk all Please. of a sudden yes. uh, and give us a five star review. If it's not a five star, if maybe you only think we're a four ticket stub podcast, that's okay. But tell us how we can get to that five, you know, let us know how we can improve, keep you listening and make the show a better experience for you, the listener. Cause uh, as much as we love doing this, if you, as long as if you guys are loving what we're putting out, that's obviously makes it that much better. Um, so that's all we have this week. Uh, during our time away, be sure to tell us your thoughts and everything we covered by us at Friends and Film. We'll see updates on the podcast, movie news, and more. You can find me personally on Twitter at Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And thanks again for tuning in to the Friends and Film podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our new episode. <laughs>